Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is Let's Party! Yeah! Let's party! Let's rage! Let's get crazy! That was awesome. Good times, friends. All right, let's go home and go to sleep early and, uh, you know, call it a day. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so it's in the office today, as I am five days a week, nothing out of the ordinary there, but I was uh, overhearing some some folks talk, a couple uh, cubes over, and they were discussing what they were going to be doing this evening. Friday, as of the time of this recording, Friday evening, Friday night, Friday night, and he's the one guy was going to go do something at, at a club, nightclub here in San Diego, uh, I heard the name of the nightclub, I was like, oh, I know that one, in fact, years ago, once upon a time, I actually used to DJ there sometimes, every once in a while, imagine that, I used to promote events there uh, with some other promoters once upon a time ago, past life almost, it seems like, sometimes. I look at these guys and I realize they're probably in their early 20s. And as of the time of this recording, I'm in my late 30s. And it was uh, an interesting moment for me. And, you know, I could hear him talking about house music. It's like, heck yeah. The kids these days, they listen to house music still? <laughs> All right. And I thought about how how interesting and how how old I felt in a moment, right? Because it was like, you know, I got at least 10 years probably on these guys. Um, and do I want to be the cool, <laughs> the the old guy that comes over thinking he's still cool, telling them, back in my day, I used to, I used to play at that venue. I was a DJ and I promoted events and uh, I have no clue what the DJs that you're talking about, they're, who they are anymore. So I'm outdated and old. I, But I did uh, not do that. So I just didn't feel the need to. And I thought about how the progression, and not, and, and I realize I'm being told, and maybe you probably maybe do not realize, um, I am being super facetious and jerky and um, just snarky um, because I know there's plenty of folks my age and older that are DJing and crushing it, right? So I'm not, certainly not uh, dissing any of them because I appreciate respect, mad respect, um, just for my own personal, where I am in life, right? And so when I was younger, I I realized around fifth grade that I wanted to do music. You know, that's when I had my first big concert. I played out jazz bands on saxophone, alto saxophone, we played uh, I Feel Good, which if you don't know is like one of the most funnest songs to play on saxophone. And there's a sax solo. There's like the, there's a sax soli, which means when it's, uh you know, the, the whole sax section playing, we got to play this freaking awesome soli. And then there is the solo and the, you know, the best saxophone player, which was not me. Uh, he got to stand up and rock this solo. But honestly, the moment we like, started playing the song we hit it and the whole auditorium erupted and it was like magical 
and I remember the energy just being electric and uh, the hair on my neck. You know, I talked about the tingles in a recent episode, the chills, uh, you know, going down your spine. And I felt that and I just felt like, whoa, my gosh. And my eyes, I remember like I was so like, it was so intense almost because it was so loud. And like I had never performed before. And so, you know, we're on stage and um, we've been practicing for, you know, months and we're all in, uh, you know, tuxedos and whatnot and uh you know my parents were in the audience and, and this place there's probably 500 plus people maybe more i have no idea it was, you know it was a pretty big auditorium it could have been a thousand for all i remember um long long time ago uh but i remember it was really a lot of people for you know what i'd ever done and uh super loud and people just went crazy because the song was an it's an awesome song right and uh and it was just like, you know, I remember my eyes were watering. I was like so just like overwhelmed and uh, trying to read the music. But like, you know, I knew it by heart at the same time. And I was like afterward, just like on cloud nine, right? Like, dude, this is what I am going to do for as long as I can. <laughs> Figure out how to keep performing and playing music because this is amazing, right? And, um, you know, that... that uh level of stoke certainly has gone up and down over the years but as i was in uh high school and you know i was in i was in band growing up uh from fifth grade pretty much up through um up through college i ended up majoring in music as it turned out and uh but in high school i was in you know i i was in a couple bands a punk band and ska band and um we where was I going with this? What the heck? What was the name of this episode? Friday night. Woo, that's right. We're partying. Um, we used to... Gosh darn. So, anyway, I did a lot of partying. I don't remember things sometimes. But it's awesome, I'm sure. I'm sure we were doing awesome things. So, too bad you missed it. But, uh... But anyway, nowadays, oh yeah, so um so I uh you know, as I got a little bit so you know, when you're in a band, you're in a punk band, you're cool, you know, and you're a teenager and you're super cool. And uh you know, you're going to take over the world and you're going to tour the world and be awesome with your band and make it, right? And be a rock star. And uh you know, I remember as I got a little bit older, got out of college, I realized, I think pretty early, I just wanted to get married pretty quick. I wasn't trying to date a bunch of girls or anything like that. That wasn't really, I figured out that wasn't my scene. And, uh, but yet I did not want to have kids yet because I still wanted to tour. I still very strongly felt like I want to play music all over the world. Like that is what I'm destined to do and I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to do it, right? That was still very much a part of uh, my plan and still going to figure out how to do this music thing full time. And uh, when I got out of college, okay, so so when I was in high school, um, I did not know I was going to be exactly what I was going to do. I, For the most part, I figured, you know, I'm not going to college. College was not something that was a big deal in my family. It wasn't heavily promoted. Uh, I had no real intention of going to college. 
and uh, I, I plan on just being an entrepreneur and being a real estate investor and just getting rich with real estate so that I could play music. That was my plan. And my senior year in band, um, we got a new, so our band in high school was not that good. We were kind of horrible. Freshman, sophomore, junior year, we had a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. We got it. We my freshman year, I think maybe my sophomore year, I think it's my freshman year. We got to play at Disneyland. That was super cool, right? You know, Disneyland. We performed, and unfortunately for us, we had so much fun and we sucked so bad that we were asked to not return to Disneyland. Yep, we got banned from Disneyland. Can you believe that? The happiest place on earth, and we were not invited back, and we were invited to not come back. I think we were told to not come back. And uh, that was shameful, but um, not for us, because we were too cool anyway. I don't think we cared back then. But anyway, um, senior year, new band teacher comes in, whips us into shape. And we started actually marching. So I, I should point out, we didn't actually, I was in marching band, but we didn't actually march. That wasn't like a real thing we did. And I don't know how many of the other kids knew that was even a real thing. I didn't really think that was a real thing, marching band. I thought that was kind of like just something you see on cartoons or TV. Like it just didn't occur to me that people actually really do that. And when we got this new, because our school, like we didn't. We would like just goof off and, you know, it was anarchy. It was, it was anarchy. Our band was anarchy. It was crazy. There was wide descent and uh, mutiny and just craziness, freaking craziness. Like, if you ever seen that movie, I think it was American Pie, where it's like, it's one time at band camp. It's like, yeah, we were so absurd. Like, it was insane. Um, super fun. Super fun. So anyway, senior year, we got a new band teacher. And I loved the band teacher. Uh, he was a great guy. Um, we got a new band teacher much stricter, much more, um, like had a real plan for doing marching band and uh, symphonic band and whipped us into shape and we started marching and we discovered that's a real thing that bands do and you play the instruments as you're marching and then there's these things called field shows where you actually really go out onto a football field and you like march into shapes with other people as you're playing instruments. And that's a real thing too. And it was like mind blowing. And we, you know, practiced every day and we showed up to school early and we stayed late and we practiced, practiced, practiced. And um, gosh darn it, we got pretty good. And then we joined, a, there was a competition. Who knew that there was competitions for these things, like marching band competitions. Mind blowing. And we, found out like hey like every other school in our area has been doing this for years our school has been missing for over 10 years like people didn't even know we had a band and so we show up at this tournament and our first tournament we end up winning this marching competition and all the other bands were cheering for us because getting all choked up because they knew that like we had never even competed in 10 years. Like we didn't even have a real band. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, you know, here we are, we're competing, we're competitors. We're, we're actually now winners of this competition. And 
it was like such a mind-blowing experience for me, the whole thing, to just recognize like, holy geez, like we came from where we used to be, which was like the laughing stock of bands. And we didn't even know that there, there were other bands out there laughing at us to being like uh, respected. And uh, I was like, dang, man, that's freaking cool. This guy did this in one semester. That's amazing. Him and his team, you know, he had his team. And um, and it was very inspiring. And that me and a few of the other seniors were all just like, dude, we're dudes. Dude, we're going to be music teachers. I'm going to be a music teacher. Oh, yeah, me too. Me too. What? No, no way. That's awesome. Yeah, cool. Whoa. I don't think any of those guys became music teachers, but I did because um, I was like, well, shoot, if I'm going to study anything. And, I, and then, you know, later in life, I um, had a mentor who uh, encouraged me, no, you got to go to college, got to go to college. And uh, I was like, okay, great. And then I was like, well, I'm going to study music. I'm going to be a music teacher. That's what I'm going to do. And so I did. And, uh, and then I taught music for many years. And so anyway, but I also DJ. Uh, so, okay. So I was in bands, right? And uh plan was we're going to be world famous, right? Every band's going to be famous. We're going to make it. And then uh, we got to the point where it's like, you know, things kind of break down because like some of us worked and then I was going to work and school and, uh, you know, then girls get in the mix and that just doesn't usually end very well when you're in a band and there's girls because then, you know, things just get messy and, um, and then that happened. Then there was, uh, you know, just creative differences and um you know i was probably the most creative difference so i ended up uh we split ways and it was you know it was good those are good guys i respect them a lot and uh they played together they still play together it's amazing i think that's so cool like you know we were all best friends we were like family it was super tight and uh really cool for a lot of years and it was a great experience and then it was time to kind of part ways you know and um and then uh even, so then I, I was getting into electronic music. I'd been into electronic music for a number of years already, but I didn't recognize that it was something that could be performed. I'd only heard CDs, but it, I never like heard of DJing or seen DJing in the sense of like a club DJ and electronic music, dance music, what we would call house music uh, or techno back in the day, right? And um and so then I started DJing. I had a motorcycle. I sold my motorcycle. I bought some turntables and started learning how to mix records. And then I realized, like, hey, I want to, you know, this is like a way I could perform musically and do cool things musically without being tied to a band. You know, I have autonomy. And that was really appealing to me. And so I partied hard for years and promoted myself hard for years and was out promoting events you know, all the time, late at night for years. And, um, you know, I was very proud of myself because it's like, I love to party. I love to be out. Like I'm not super social per se, but I like to be out in the energy and I liked to, uh, feel like I was putting on events where people were dancing and having fun and, um, you know, trying to provide that sense of community for people. And so I did it for a long time and, you know, things, as I got older and we, you know, we got, Elaine and I got married uh, right out of college and I was doing these events, you know, I was making money, but not like great money. And as we kept getting older, as people tend to do, 
you know, that money seemed smaller and smaller uh, as, you know, Elena's career was growing and she was getting paid more. And, you know, I was teaching music uh, in the evenings. I had private students and uh, then I had, uh, you know, my DJ gigs. And then um, these were all nightclub gigs. That was the cool thing, right? I used to play in all the cool nightclubs and I was super fun and uh, very high status, you know, in a sense, because, um I was promoting the events and so I got VIP or, you know, got it, let other people in my VIP and free drinks and blah, 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 blah. Right. It's really cool. It's really fun. Great times. As I got older and the money seemed less and less um, sustainable or not sustainable, but I needed to make more and it was just eating up too much of my time to do these club events. And uh, I realized like, Hey, you know, if I want to make money and still be in music and autonomous and all this, I got to do other kind of events. So I started learning about weddings and corporate events and started doing those and started making way more money. And, uh, you know, they weren't as fun and cool for sure, but it was way more money, which made at least life a little bit more fun and cool in the general sense. And um, so I did, I just DJed for years and years. But so the nightclub thing, I guess um, what was kind of funny is like, you know, as I was in the scene for so many years, I would see there's a turnover, right? People that turn 21, they come out, they party, and, you know, they'll party hard for a number of years. Uh, and some people stay in the scene for, for a long time, and uh, then there's a lot of people that don't. You know, they get a little older, they start settling down, they start, you know, having day jobs and kids and the whole dying yards, and they stop going out. And then the next wave of the 21-year-olds, you know, comes in, and that's kind of just how it goes. And if you're in the scene for a long time, you see this over and over again, right? Like these crews come through that uh, kind of develop and then the people kind of get old and move on. And so I was thinking about how like generations before me, like, you know, rock and roll or even the techno and dance people that came, you know, before me look on my generation of dance folks and probably like guys, ah, punk kids coming in and thinking they created the scene or like, ah, thinking that, you know, they know everything. And, you know, just how funny it is that like, to be myself in this old jaded kind of, not jaded, um, just older uh, perspective now, right? And uh, looking at these young kids and um, just uh, interesting. It's a lot of fun, I guess. And uh, not to say I won't ever go and do it again, right? But when I, you know, I don't find the same joy in it that I did, right? I do have kids now and I would much rather just go home and be with them so much more rewarding for me now but you know but the good news is I got all that partying out of my system you know I know there's people that weren't as fortunate as me and for whatever reason didn't get to spend that kind of time you know maybe they got married young or had kids young and didn't get to kind of be wild and crazy and I got I certainly um got my young and crazy years in for me and you friends so uh and I lived to tell the tale so that's uh that's good I how to win and um so now it's friday night i'm gonna go home and have some dinner with the kids and the wife and um hopefully get the kiddos in bed you know by a decent hour and be able to watch a movie with elena and uh that might be about it maybe go in the jacuzzi if i'm feeling extra crazy that'd be pretty neat but perspective and uh you know just how things change over time it's uh pretty pretty interesting, I think. And so, 
what are you doing Friday night? What you got planned, friend? You going to go get wild and crazy? You going to party it up? Woo, get wild, crazy. You going to chill? Got big plans? You got no plans? There's no plans. The plan? I feel like if I don't have plans, I'm so stoked. Shoot, heck yeah. We don't have to do anything. Thank freaking goodness. I do not want to do a darn thing this weekend. So that's my life. That's where I'm at, friends. I just want to podcast and then call the night, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I go home and I got a couch there. Shoot. So comfortable. I got sweats. Got my dogs. I got beer that I don't have to pay $20 for. Shoot. In California, we got other legal things. Shoot. Yeah, life's good, friends. I'm not complaining. So, um, And I'll point out, too, I do have dreams of performing still. You know, I still DJ. I'll point that out. I, I've tried to retire from DJing several times for whatever reason. And I, I'm back in the situation where I do take – I am still taking gigs. I got a gig next weekend and the week after, so I'm still taking gigs. Uh, very selective, very selective, referral only, basically. Um and uh, I'm building towards something bigger. You know, Finder Flow for me is an awesome side hustle and passion and thing that I feel is very important. And uh, it's a groundwork. I'm still laying this huge, freaking huge. It's taken me my whole freaking half-life uh, to develop and build and figure out what I'm even trying to figure out. And at some point, I do believe that this, framework this find your flow will allow me to find my flow at that level at that next performing level where I get to perform so here's kind of a thing and I'm getting close to home so I gotta start wrapping it up but like one of the things uh one of my life um lessons or you know challenges or questions or discovers or journeys is this balance of being an artist saying what I want to say and being somebody who is producing enough money to not be poor. And I'll be honest, there's been times where I wasn't totally succeeding at that. You know, thank goodness I have an amazing spouse and life partner who's been very supportive. You know, there's definitely not, you know, don't get me wrong, she wasn't always happy, um, but she was supportive. And, uh, you know, then when it really came down to it, I always would figure out how to make it work, right? I'd get pick up more students or, um, pick up a job teaching at a school or schools and um you know and then you know I started real estate and uh, making money that way so a lot of different things whatever I had to do to make the money but part of that sacrifice was the artistry right like I wasn't playing house music to make I could play house music and make a couple hundred bucks a night or I could play top 40 and make you know 500 to a thousand bucks a night right that was the kind of the, the the choice that you know I kept kind of getting I don't want to say backed into but kind of right it's like oh I'm, I'm an adult now or people tell me and I have responsibilities and you know someday I do want to have kids and I don't want to be poor and I you know like I like eating and I like having a wife and she likes money go figure and so uh so these things, you know, it's like, okay, well, where do I draw the line? Well, I could do these corporate gigs. Yeah, they're not making, I'm not passionate about them, but, uh, you know, making a decent living. 
I can do weddings. They're stressful as all freaking get out, but uh, they're really good money, right? And um, that's, you know, kind of the path I ended up going down to be able to provide and, you know, all that good stuff. So, so there's a balance. And, um, you know, people do it different. And I've gone into this on other episodes, and I'm very short on time here. So, uh, for me, I feel that, you know, I, I can serve people and their parties and events by playing the music they want to hear. And it may not always be the music I want to hear. In fact, most of the time it isn't, because it's the same top 40 or whatever songs that I play at many, many events. And, um, you know, it's a job. It's fun. It's a great way to serve people and, and bring happiness to their lives and their events. For my own passion, does it fire me up? I think you can tell the answer. Um, so what would get me fired up? What would make me feel awesome and alive and passionate about the music that I'm promoting and playing? Well, playing the kind of playing my own music. But as an artist, that's not always easy. Any artist can probably tell you it takes, you know, not everybody wants to hear new music. In fact, most people do not. That's why the radio stations play the same 10 songs over and over and over until every, until you know them by heart. Because that's that's when you like it. But it takes a lot of exposure. And if you don't have radio play, well, how are you going to get somebody to give you a chance even? Who wants to invest that much time listening to some band they've never heard of or some artist they've never heard of? It's not easy, friends. It's not. So, um, so being able to position myself in a way where I can do the kind of music I want to do and and not be dependent on it for eating or income or you know providing for my family, that's a big life mission of mine. And uh, to be able to be on stage and play the music I want to play and do it all over the world, still the dream. And uh, dream I work toward pretty much every day and not always consciously working on that part. You know, Finder Flow is a big vision, it's a big mission, something, again, I've been working on for uh, almost 19 years at this point. 19 years next month. Crazy. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. So... Friday night, deep conversations, and I appreciate you listening, and I hope that you are doing something awesome on your Friday night, next one that comes around for you, and making it special, and, you know, we each get a limited number of them, right, so what are you going to do, is it is it worth it, is it awesome, are you going to regret the way you spent it, or, um, you know, do you do something that you can look back on, and or maybe you just, you know, do something to, yeah, to get away from it all, right, Sometimes we got to do that too. So whatever it is for you, friend, have at it. Be safe. I'm going to get inside and spend some time with my family and chill the heck out and uh, call it a night. So I wish you all the best. Have a wonderful weekend. And until next time, my friend.